Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your hosts, Jay and Dre. Welcome in. You have indeed got Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast, here with you live on a Monday night, May the 23rd, 2022. I'm Dre. He's Jay. We're here to get a hot fire hour of hot sports talk with some other talk mixed in. Basically, we're going to do what we always do on Kings of Non Sequitur, which is talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about and go in whatever direction we feel like going, which is kind of how we do things. Um, I'm coming to you from my home studio down here in beautiful suburban Memphis, Tennessee. Jason is coming to you from his home in central Wisconsin. Uh, Jay, how's things going so far this spring? Uh, good. I can't complain too much. Uh, allergies are rough this year. I am feel like I'm walking around with one eye open and the nose is running, and yeah, al- al- so it's allergy season. Everything here is starting to bloom, and oh, it just makes it so much fun. Yeah, it's been a bad year for allergies down yeah. there too. It hasn't really got me too bad, but yeah, there's a lot of people I know that are just. Uh, my coworker today was sitting there uh, draining all day, basically, which not not fun to listen to. No, no, it's just as I'm getting older, it just feels like it's uh, it's getting worse and worse. So for people who listen to this show as we you know go forward, it just gets it's eventually going to just turn into old men griping. <laughs> get off my lawn! That's ah. right. We'll call oh. it the Get Off My Lawn podcast. Wait, old men griping? Hang on. So I had a tooth pulled a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Uh, so I'll, I'll get started with the old man. I'll. I'll, I'll Trump your old men griping about your allergies. You think allergies is not, is something? I had my last wisdom tooth pulled uh, two oh, weeks ago uh, tomorrow. Those are the worst. Oh, my God. They, I that, had all that of my guy. I had them all done at the same time a few years ago. If you were, I don't know if oh. I went through that on the show, but, oh. No, I don't think so. Oh, man. And at the same time? Whew. Yeah, I had them all taken out. This truly is the old men show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're, we're sitting here gumming everything because we ain't got no teeth. Yeah, I, uh, I, I I held on to this last one forever and ever, but it was like yellow and rotting, and there's a oh, the cavity was so big that food was continuously getting trapped in there, and finally the nerve started uh, killing me a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I yeah. gotta get this taken taken care of, taken, out. and I but I couldn't do it with my actual dentist because this wonderful society that we live in. Uh, yeah, we can't see you until a month from now. I, right. There's an emergency. I'm trying to – yeah, I understand, but we, we have no dentist. We have nobody available. We, there's nothing we can do. We can Okay, fine. Um, so I, I wound up having to go to – and I know I've uh, – I know I've gone to uh, this place before. I don't know how much I talked about it on the show because it's been some years, but uh, University of Tennessee has a, actually has a dental school here in uh, downtown Memphis. And I got some very good discount work 
done several years ago when I was basically uh, just starting to sort of distrust the regular dentist that I had um, and the work, the, the shoddy work that she had been doing. And I'm not dealing with that dentist anymore. This is a whole new uh, dental agency that I'm dealing with now that told me, yeah, we can't see you for a month, even if, even though it's an emergency. Um, so I went back to the, uh, to the dental school and on the website, I was able to read that they will do emergency work in the mornings if you get there between the hours of 7 and 9.30. And that's a very, uh, you know, specific time frame. But I, you know, called in sick and said, yeah, I'll, I'll drive. I'll make the drive down there. I know where it is, and, and I'll, I'll give it a shot. And it, it was not a, a short line. It, I didn't really expect it to be because it's, and it's not free, by the way. It was uh, there's a there's a fee to it, but it, well, interestingly enough, they had a credit. They had money on my account from four years from the work I had done four or five years ago, and so I was able to get it for a little bit of a discount. I actually got oh, you know, hey. about fifty percent cheaper than it, than it normally costs. So that was a, that was a, a added well, bonus. So that was cool. They just kept your they just kept your money for that long. Right. They didn't tell me that I had that money on the book. Right. They just put my name in and, and said, oh, look at this. It's a miracle. It's extra money you've got. Uh-huh. So if you had never gone back there, they would have just kept their money. money. They, yeah. they would have just kept it, yeah. So, so I, get I, it, I, I, was, I get it that that's good news, but it – Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm looking at both sides here. <laughs> I, I was meant to go back there is what that means to me. Is, is Fate was, was meaning for me to, to once again return to the okay. University of Tennessee – uh, dental school downtown Memphis. Yeah, so I had it yanked, and so we're, we're of course we're talking student dentists, and so there's two of them that are taking care of me, and they're both, you know, look like pretty decent shape young men. They, you know, they they were tall, uh, you know, they were thin, so I don't know, but you know, just because you're thin doesn't mean you're weak. I thought they were, you know, pretty strong looking guys, pretty young looking guys. I I warned them, look guys, the last time I had a tooth pull has been a few years, but um, it it was a struggle. (laughs) It's not going to be easy. Um, And this is the the last one, the last wisdom tooth hanging on. This this is, this is not going to be a a walk in the park. And they're like, okay, okay. Yeah. I I understand. And they were, they were cordial. They were, they were nice about it, but yeah. uh, Not to my surprise at all. They, they shoot me up. They, they get me nice and numb and they go tugging away, and five minutes, and ten minutes, and fifteen minutes, and twenty minutes, and the guy still hasn't gotten the tooth out, and he's like, I, I don't even know if I've loosened it, <laughs> and he's just so exasperated. And the other guy, his partner, is like, Wow, sir, you you must have a really strong mandible, and kind of going along those same lines. Wow, you you got some really strong bones, you know. And it was getting to the point where you know it started, you know, kind of complimentary, but you know, I, I'm sorry, being a, a, a black man in America, eventually it started feeling a little bit like, you know, I was up there on, on the hoof and, and kind of getting, oh, yeah, this, this is a good strong bone right here. Yeah, it's good strong, a good bull right here. He's going to be, he made good in the field out there. It just kind of got that feel to me after a while. But they, they go tugging away and they keep going and keep going. And finally, the the poor guy has to, to call in the, you know, the master, the the, the, the actual doctor, the actual dentist, uh, the, the you know, the actual teacher there. Dude walks in, and, you know, fifty-year-old man uh, doesn't look like any, you know, anything special. But obviously, he's you know older and, and obviously going to be a lot more experienced. 
So he looks in there and he goes, yeah, that, that looks like that's in there pretty good. All right, let me let me give it a shot here. And tells me, okay, you're going to feel a tug and it's going to be some pressure. And I felt a tug, the same tugging that I felt from the, the guy that was yanking at me for 20 minutes. Uh, it was a little different, though. It was a little little stronger tug, a little more pressure, uh, just a little bit more than the poor guy. And I hear them go, oh, there it is. And I go, oh, that that's it? Took dude five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's the that's why he's the master. But what the, what was the other guy doing for twenty minutes? The guy was fucking around with my tooth. He was jacking off with my tooth for twenty minutes, and I'm like, what are you? Just he pull was, the damn thing. God. He's a butcher. That's what he's doing. <laughs> well, he no, might I, be. I tell you what. When I had all of mine taken out, I I opted for the the knockout. So I don't. All oh. I know is I started counting. And I woke up, and that was it. Four, five, ten, you're out. And my mouth's full of blood, and I got gauze all stuffed in there, and yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah, that hurt for that hurt for months. Oh, I can imagine all at the same time. Ooh, the nerve goodness. pain, and it's like I still yeah. get pain. You know, they they said it because you could get it forever because it's so close to the nerves that go through your jaw, and sure. they're like you know once those come out, there's a chance that you could end up getting you know like you could have permanent. Um you know, aches and pains down there. And I, sure enough, I do. Yeah. I've, I've still got a little bit of a, of a pain in that nerve every now and then, but it's not anything as bad as what it was before I got the tooth pulled. But uh, the guy might be a butcher. You're right. Cause I still have a, a flap down there, basically uh, not where the tooth got pulled, but like I'm in, in the gum line in between there where he was yeah. busy tearing and ripping and putting <laughs> utensils in there and whatnot. I, I still, I, I still, I'm still opened up down there a little was, bit. He was just a hobbyist. He wasn't actually a student there. He was just a guy who showed up, you know, off the street. Maybe it was oh. his first day. Uh, that, that might be. That might be. Yeah, I, it was unbelievable. Like the, I just had a feeling, though, it was going to be something like that. Because, like I said, the last time I got it pulled, it was – and that was a professional. That wasn't at the school. That was an actual right. guy that gets paid to do it. And, and, it, and, it was a, and it was a big, strong guy, too, I remember. He was he, he was almost as big as me. He was, you know, he, he, you know, looked like a pro wrestler, and it took him 15, 20 minutes to, to yank a, a tooth out of me. Uh, so, I, but I, but I, still, I'm looking at this kid, and I'm looking. He's, he's wiry, but I'm like, eh, he, he, he can, might, he might have some strength there. He might, he might be able to pull this off. And I'm you know, 20 minutes later, I'm like, I, sh- I should have known Man, this. I, I should have fucking known this. So yeah, uh, old men uh, talking about their their pains and their yanked teeth. Yeah, um, that, that's that's the start of our show. It's getting old, getting getting old sucks. But that's uh, uh, yes, that's the way. That could be allergies podcast. and, mm-hmm. and toothaches. So, yep. yeah, but that, that, that it's it's springtime. We sports are you know our, our primary sport. We are we're so far removed from right now. I haven't even haven't hardly even thought about football since we did our last show. Yeah, same here. They're, they're, well, there's there's so much uh, activity that happened, you know, right before the draft and then the draft. Yeah. I, I think everyone is taking the same kind of deep exhale and just, okay, that's over with. Right. Now I, gotta... I, I mean, well, I'll let the I'll let the national sports media talk about their same five things um, over and over again. Although all the it seemed like the national media could only talk about the Brooklyn Nets for the last huh. month. I I've, I've never never seen so much hand wringing over a 7 seed in the playoffs. Yeah. That had no, to that's... play in. 
you have to play into the 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 the, the, the playoffs, you know, play into the tournament. And I, I understand that because it's superstars and because it's that New York market, but man, it was it was starting to get to be every day I'd get in my car, you know, and usually when I'm driving home at night I'll I'll listen to podcasts, but you know, you always have those few moments before your phone kicks over, right? Where right. you find the show you want, so it just goes defaults to the radio. And every time I'd get in my car, somebody was talking about the damn Brooklyn Nets. And I was like, can we just be done with this? No. Even even after they lost, that's all people could talk about. Star power. That, that, that's all that matters. It's all that, it, If the L.A. Lakers had found a way to win more than 15 games this year and make yeah, the playoffs. That's all we'd hear you'd, about. You'd be hearing about the L.A. Lakers. And, and, and even James. better, they got swept. Yeah. So that's a whole lot of national media coverage for a seventh seed in the playoffs that got swept. Only because the star power and only because it's New York. The seventh seed in the West was the Minnesota Timberwolves. I didn't hear a peep about them. Not a word. And well, not not only is it Minnesota, they were playing the Memphis Grizzlies down here. You're definitely not going to hear even less press. Yeah. Right. The Timberwolves Grizzlies series. If they didn't, if they could have not televised any of the games, they would have done that. They would not. <laughs> they would have been on true TV. <laughs> they banished them as far as they possibly could. And then the Grizzlies win that series and, and go on to play the Warriors and, and it right. gave the Warriors all they could handle. So I'm, I'm proud yeah. of them. You know, it's a eulogy for the Grizz. They go down. They they the, the star player John Morant goes down, and this it was interesting because it That's came. When it's over. The, oh, definitely. But it came the game after the Grizzlies knocked out one of the Warriors players uh, because Dylan Brooks had a hard foul on Gary Payton the second Gary Payton's kid the, the glove that uh, they call him the mitten, which I think is cute. Um, but uh, Brooks wow. had a hard foul on him, and the guy fell the wrong way after the hard foul and, and broke his elbow and making Dylan Brooks the, the huge villain. So the right. next game in uh, out in Golden State, uh, I don't even remember if they play in Oakland or San Francisco now. They got a new stadium. I know that. I think it's in San Francisco. Uh, but the next game out there, game three of the series, John Morant gets his knee twisted around, and that's the end of the series for him. They, they kept calling him uh, questionable and doubtful, and they kept playing games as if he was, gonna, he was, he was not going to play anymore. He right. twisted up his, his knee pretty good. Um, it, there was a little bit of a of a push here locally to to make that as if it was a revenge, uh, you know, something getting back uh, at the Grizzlies for what they did ah. to Gary Payton II. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm down with fighting for the for the you know for the cause and getting angry when it's warranted. But no, there there was nothing there. Unfortunately, I was watching the game. I saw the the play, and it was purely coincidental, incidental, accidental, whatever you want to call it. There was yeah. no uh, attempt to take John Morant out. There, there was no hit on John Morant. Professionals playing hard. Yep, playoff basketball. The the, the hit on Gary Payton wasn't uh, a, a, an attempt to take him out because number one, he's Gary Payton the second. If you're going to take someone out, you're going to take out one of the Splash Brothers or something. So obviously, that wasn't some kind of uh, an intentional thing either. It was a hard play. It was maybe a little dirty, but it wasn't trying to you know take him out and injure him. Um, and John Morant wasn't intentional either. Uh, but the point is, John Morant gets taken out. So at that point, the Grizzlies basically have no chance. But moment uh, when they were playing the rest of the series, they still showed the same 
sort of, I don't know what you call it. I, I want to default to grit grind, which is what they were doing in the uh, beginning of the, the 2010s when I first moved down here, uh, back in the Zach Randolph and, and Marcus yeah. Saul days. Uh, but this isn't bad. It's not the same thing. It's it's easy to call it the same thing, but it's not quite the same. There's a lot more athleticism on this Grizzlies team. There's a lot more long-distance shooting, which was a must. Uh, they, they weren't hitting any threes at all when I first moved down here. And clearly, because ironically of the same Golden State franchise, it became obvious you're going to have to have somebody, anybody hit a three every now and then if you're going to win in the NBA. And the Grizzlies were used to be used to try to win without hitting any threes, basically. Uh, and that's not going to work anymore. So you have to have guys that hit threes, multiple guys, and now they do. So uh, it, it was weird. They, they they fought and they kept playing even without John Morant. And if you remember, um, back in the beginning of the of the regular season, I told you about the Grizzlies actually setting a record, uh, winning a game by like over seventy points. Yeah. And in that game, John Morant was was not playing. He was already uh, missing games here and there um, because of injuries that he had, they did that without their best player then. So there's something going on with that chemistry, with that, that spirit of let's get after everybody, even if we don't have our, our best playmaker. Like we've seen that before throughout the years. We're old enough to say that we everything that happened. We've seen this before. Some teams, when they move, when they lose their, their star player, uh, yeah. almost rally around and, and play better as a team because they don't have the option to just look at the star when things are going yeah. slow and go, okay, well, take I, over. I, I seem to remember the Bucks had to do that last year in their, uh, I think it might have been the, the semifinal round where, where Giannis went out and they just didn't play him for like the last, and, and they won. Yes, they had to rally behind uh, Middleton. Right who they then lose this series uh, that they yeah. end up losing against Boston. And, uh, you know, they go up 3-2. Um, they, they, just, they just couldn't hang on either. Yeah, they tried. They, they tried, but was not meant to be. So, uh, so that, that's that's why you have that uh, star talk about, you know, the Brooklyn Nets and, and uh, yeah. the, the Sixers with uh, Embiid and, and Harden oh, before they, they yeah, went down. That was – to me, that was the that was the bigger story. That was the Sixers. It was the Suns uh, getting bounced. That just made me laugh as a as a longtime Chris Paul hater. I was just yeah. laughing my ass off at that. Well, and after having to watch them last year and seeing uh, you know, watching that finals, um, you know, I, I I don't like to use this term. What a bunch of whiny bitches, man. Chris Paul, that just perfectly described Chris Paul. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, uh, Chris Paul, before that with the Clippers and, yeah. and Blake Griffin, um, and before that with the, the, the Hornets. and it's Everywhere Chris Paul goes, he's a whiny little bitch, and, and he comes up short in the, in the big moments uh, when it matters the most. Right. Uh, that's Chris Paul's career in a nutshell, folks. Uh, they, lose great, to Dallas about, they lose to Dallas, who's looking like they're going to get swept right out. Yeah. Yeah, go go out like complete dogs on your home court to the Mavericks, who then are about to turn around and get swept by the Warriors. So, yeah, go figure. Um, but yeah, that's why you have to have that that, that star talk uh, when you talk about the NBA playoffs, because otherwise you're going to be stuck talking about the the Heat and the Celtics, and that's there's <laughs> not not too much star power there. Uh, uh, well, no, and that's looking like uh, that's going to be evened up tonight. Boston putting the whooping on. 
uh, Miami tonight. Yeah, I watched the first quarter of that. That was that was a hard watch, boy. Uh, well, they're up what thirty-one right now. Oh, like the Heat didn't have a field goal the first I think seven minutes of the game. Like they had yeah. one point for, so. for seven minutes. Ah, so that's our NBA minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, rest in peace with the Grizz. Uh, great effort. Uh, I, I still think their future is very bright. I think. Uh, Jaws still sort of learning how to to be a, a star, how to take because right. he wants to take over at times, and, and when it, you know, when the team is sort of going well, and he right. sort of gets this my turn mentality. Okay, I, I, now it's me. Now it's time for me to go off and, and have a highlight dunk or a highlight layup. Um, and I think he's still learning how to, you know, buy this time and, and right. figure out when the right moment is to do stuff like that. So. Uh, I, I still think there's a, a bright future on the horizon for the Grizz, so we'll see. Well, you know, and, and you think about it, and to your point, you, you think about these sort of like last outposts of the NBA where if you just get that superstar and you can sustain success, it puts you back on the map, right? You think about Golden State and Milwaukee, right? These are not the hotbeds of the NBA, but they're in the conversation now. Because uh, you know of Giannis and Steph, and it, now it's a big deal. It t- it didn't just happen overnight, though. You 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 know, it, it takes a few years. But yeah, if Memphis can, you know, if Morant and Memphis can, you know, sustain success, make a a championship run, or at least get to a finals, yeah, you, you get yourself back in the conversation, and then the excitement level goes up, and then now you've turned a town that's not really a sports town that you get them all behind you. Sure. Uh, and I love the uh, internationalization of things that puts some extra star power uh, that you can possibly get lucky and right. grab. Milwaukee, you know, let's be honest, Bucks got lucky, uh, you know, running into Giannis and yeah. having him develop well, into sure an did. MVP. Uh, the Denver Nuggets get, got lucky uh, in the second round uh, drafting Nikola Jokic, who was now a yeah. two-time NBA most valuable player. God, no one thought that was going to happen. Um, and yeah, like you're saying, Get just get a superstar. Just get a guy that that can actually elevate the franchise and start building from there. It doesn't guarantee you're going to be in the finals because the Nuggets still haven't made it to, to that level. But right. but at least but at least you're not the, the Sacramento Kings. At least you know at least you're not the the, the <laughs> Thunder, uh, just right. swimming in darkness forever and ever and ever. At least you got the one. And you can right. And you can stay in the conversation. So that's and and he needs to stay in town. So stay there, get your super max, let them put some players around you, maybe luck into a second guy because everybody needs that other guy, right? Yeah. I mean, Steph Curry wasn't out, isn't out there winning titles by himself. Right, exactly. Uh, got the um, splash brother with him. I mean, Giannis kind of did. Um, uh, no, it, it, Middleton was uh, Middleton very was the, key. Yeah. You if know, he doesn't have Middleton, a lot they, of, they're not doing that. No, No, not last year. And yeah. you saw what happened. You know, he goes down in that series. Uh, they, I think Boston was right for the picking. Uh, if that, if Milwaukee was at full strength, um, but sure. you can't be, you can't be that beat up. No, the the health is, is obviously key. Something woke up in the Bucks after the Bulls won that game two. And they're like, wait a minute. Because then the Bucks, <laughs> were, it was it was over after that. Yeah. They were just blowing them out in the rest of those games, and then they get up on. Um, they get up on Boston shorthanded. They get up on Boston, but yeah, it's just, it's so hard to sustain. It's, it's all about the, the health at this point, you know. Yeah, the long season. 
I, I think the uh, Warriors were a little bit ripe for the for the Grizzlies if they could have stayed, if, you know, if John Moran could have stayed healthy right. and stayed on the court, they, they had a shot because they were they were giving it and to. You think uh, about Golden how State. much for all these teams right now, especially teams that were in the postseason or went on deep runs last year. How short that layover was between seasons. Right, well, certainly. You know, like so the NBA I, season is, as we talk about, is so long when you right, throw the that, playoffs in there. Right, and then with last season ending basically in was it August? Oh man, uh, yeah. Late. And then they turned around, and it was uh, what was it Christmas time again? Right, they they pushed off the opening to Christmas. They did, but it still felt like a lot of you know it, a lot of these teams. I'm sure that's a season and a half. It feels like worth of basketball everybody's played in 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 a year. And you can load manage all you want, but eventually it's going to catch up. <laughs> Correct. Oh, uh, yeah. There's our NBA two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I can. It's every once in a while you can get a few minutes of uh, semi competent basketball talk out of me. So so enjoy it. There you have it. Uh, uh, what, which, uh, which direction are we going from here? There's, there's a lot well, we of uh, go, other things to we cover. Go, we go anywhere. You, you said you wanted to go on a rant. Um, so. Uh, so, yeah. The, uh, the totally switching gears. And now for something completely, completely different. Completely. Doing the old Monty Python bit. Yeah. Um, the, the summer of making women hot, um, and the reason I, I – talk about that and entitled to show that. Um, but I, I didn't was, want to say that for the after show because then it wouldn't make sense what the title was of our show. Exactly. And, and I'm good for that. I'm good for ranting on until the last two minutes of the show. Oh, by the way, the, the, the entire theme. Yeah, we were supposed to show. talk about something today. <laughs> um, I was riffing a little bit off the, uh, the whole Dolly Parton thing uh, out of spite that the, yeah, that uh, was that. Yeah, we 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 were texting about that yesterday because we were like, well, we don't know what to talk about. What's the show title? You know, and these things are organic. We we will uh, we'll, we'll run down the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of 2022. We always uh, yes. do that. I will give you my I will give you my 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 stunning insights <laughs> into the Hall of Fame inductees and give you my yay or nay. All of the great uh, rock and roll veterans that have been voted in, like Dolly Parton. Hey, it, <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Sometimes I surprise you because I, I, you know, I validate somebody who you don't think deserves validation, but more often than not, we just crap on people. Because yeah. that is a uh, joke. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm um, almost. I'm almost starting to think that it's like an inside joke. Well, uh, as we talk about every year, there's not much rock and roll to induct anymore you kind of you know it's you can't really call it that we had talked about like you can't really even call it like the american music hall of fame because we put in all the like the brit rockers and we right yeah if if they chart high enough in america then yeah they'll they'll make it into um, right if they don't the who you know you can't have the rock and roll (laughs) hall of fame without the beatles or the who you know but those are actual rock and rollers. Well, the Stones, these are all, you know, these are from across the pond. So you can't really call it the American Music Hall of Fame. There's, there's a name for this, like Popular Music Hall of Fame or something, um, mm-hmm. better than Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because they clearly gave up the ghost on the whole rock and roll thing a decade ago. But it's kind of not even pop music because you got prog rock, you got... 
uh, underground stuff. You know, there's yeah. uh, there's a there's whole all lot of, there's grunge. There's you go back and get right. Whole lot of uh, that. It, it's it's basically a music hall of fame. Yeah. and like and and contributors. It's because they they, they go friends. to the executives. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> There's everything in there nowadays. So yeah, rock and roll is is definitely a not the catch all that uh, that the but that the Hall of Fame like you're is nowadays. Have the baseball Hall of Fame, and then put Joe Montana in it. <laughs> oh, you mean like the WWE Hall of Fame with Pete Rose? Uh, Speaking of jokes, exactly. There, there will never be a bigger joke than the WWE Hall of Fame. So whatever the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame does, it's it's all good because it's never going to be the biggest joke in the world. So that is. <laughs> By far the biggest joke. Anyway, uh, so we, we're ignoring women this year. So we're the Hall of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ignored Dolly Parton's request if people weren't aware. See, I that don't want to get in. And they put Dolly it Parton anyway. was was nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and basically graciously, released the graciously said, "I don't feel I deserve this honor. I don't want to be in it. I, I don't. It's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame." Maybe I'll start doing rock music. I mean, it was a very tongue-in-cheek, but very gracious, like, no, please don't do this. And they did it anyways. Attempting to remove herself from consideration, and they gave her the honor anyway. So we're going to give this to you whether you want it or not. We know what's best for you, lady. That's right. Um, So going off of that, remind me I hear she'll have quite the impressive bust, though, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, I knew you were going there, and I should have been prepared, but I wasn't. So I, I got to give you a second. That was right there on the tee, and I never really even paid attention. But anyway, uh, so kudos to you for for seeing the obvious, and I didn't see that. Thank you. Um, but but hearing that news reminded me of the uh, Supreme Court leak. Uh, several weeks ago that uh, Quote, apparently unquote, leak <laughs> leak. So someone leaked leak. it. I don't know who. I use that term loosely. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who, but somebody did it that uh, apparently somewhere down the road, the uh, uh, conservative majority court is going to uh, overturn Roe versus Wade and make uh, abortion uh, a state's rights thing again, where each state can basically decide to, to completely ban it and completely, um, arrest and, and jail women who uh, who get it or even try to get it or something like that. Uh, so it, it's one of those deals where you look at what's going to happen in the summer. It's, it's, this is the uh, the era that we are are living yep. in ever since uh, last decade that every summer some group is going to decide that this is our summer to uh, rise up and, and go through the streets and protest and <clears throat> make everybody uh, look at us and pay attention to us because our issue uh, is the issue of the summer uh, one year was the all the gays and gay marriage where all the gays are marching marching in the streets one year is all the blacks uh, and black lives matter and police brutality and all that another year was the angry white men with the tiki torches and just, every year it's somebody this year it's going to be the women it's going to be a whole bunch of women in the streets all summer long protesting about uh, losing uh, abortion rights um, and before I even get into any kind of rant of uh, I don't want to monopolize uh, do you have a uh, uh, position or, or opinion on the uh, on the on the issue. It, I don't want to sound like I'm dancing around this, but it's a complex issue. It, it's not. It, it's not just you're you're for something. This is one of those where 
it, it gets to be such a gray area. This is why it's one of the few things that people still fight about. I love these issues. Don't love them, but uh, this is one of those, I hate to say it, but it's one of those like buzz issues like, like gay marriage was, and you know, abortion's always been like that, that third rail political issue where either side kind of grabs onto it. Really just there to distract all of us working class people from the fact that the, the Democrats and the Republicans are the same party. <laughs> right? They, they agree on everything else. They agree on war. They agree on you know, all this other stuff that's going on. Right? All, all the, the quality of life things that are going wrong in the country right now. You know, it doesn't does, none of that makes a difference to people. Oh, we got to we got to we got to have this issue now. This is going to be the hot button issue. While you know, you're, you're it's, you know, costs you hundred bucks to fill up your gas tank, and you know, you can't buy groceries anymore. But let's get people, you know, let's get them all rattled up about about abortion. That's what matters, or gay marriage, or whatever. That's it's just one of those issues. Um, you know, that's just there to make people pretend like that we still have a like a left and a right in this country. Yeah, we, we, we do as people. We're most oh, people yeah, definitely. Well, well, I don't think it's as polar opposite as the media would make you think. I think most you know people, but there's your Twitter warriors. 90% of those people will never say anything to your face. The, sure. You know, the keyboard warriors, right? Most people fall somewhere just left or just right of the middle. <laughs> That's where... You know, because people, they're complex enough, you know, and they think things through. They have issues that skew one way or the other. We talk about this even with uh, some silly stuff like baseball, right? We have traditional views and we have progressive views, right? Yeah. You know, and it's going to be that way politically. No, Nobody, except for your extreme opposite ends, and those are usually your crazies, right? Your radicals and your... What do what, what, what they call them on the other side? Um, <laughs> radicals. <laughs> radicals. Your radical left, your radical right, you know? Um, who? That's it. <laughs> you know, there, there's there's no, it's just like whatever issue each party, you know, says we're for, they'll just sort, sort of like just go right onto it, right? Uh, like nothing, nothing says that better right now than this stuff with, uh, like with Ukraine, right? Because, you know, apparently... After you, you get told about all this stuff about how horrible like one party is because they're all pro-war, and now you got Democrats in the White House. They're all pro-war. Ah, guess, guess what? They're all pro-war. Uh, breaking. I think they, we just sent another $100 billion to Ukraine. I think that just yeah, happened. We can't fix any of the problems. But if you say anything about uh, fixing the problems in this country and you happen to be white, you're now a white nationalist, racist you know, whatever. So don't, I can't, you can say it, but I can't say it. So I also promise not to call you Jackie tonight. Oh man, don't do it. I I will absolutely call Jesse Jackson and have your ass arrested. Don't you dare. So, so as, so as it goes to abortion, it's so complicated. One, I'm a dad, right? So kids. So, and, and, and also I'm a dude. If, can you still be a guy? Um, I think so. Okay. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what anybody is anymore. But I'm a guy, <laughs> right? So, again, I, I can't be that person who's – I don't pass judgment. I, I, I was actually – it was an issue that had been so far off 
the radar for so long because it was just it, it was what it was and it was legal and it was protected. I think you had a few states that pushed things way too far. I mean, when there were states like when Virginia a few years ago was like you could get an abortion like right up until like till the baby was out, you could do it. And it became like a hot button thing because I think what you find out is in every poll, if you pay any attention to these types of polls or these numbers show that people, more, more, more than 50% of people say we should be like a pro-choice country. But yep. they draw a line. It's like the closer you get to term, the lower the number gets, right? Okay, now what about day 300? Okay, now what about day 301? Right. Yeah. Just... So like, if you're telling somebody like it's a, a 40-week pregnancy and you go, well, what about like 39 weeks? Well, you right. know, that number is like single digits. So clearly, there's people have a stomach for it to a point. This whole thing with this striking down, or potentially they might not even do it, which would be ironic and hilarious if they just end up going, no, we changed our mind. Um, but I think they're at that point now, I don't know if they can, because then they'll be like, well, then we just caved to the pressure. So then it just becomes anytime the Supreme Court's going to have an unpopular thing, they're going to say something, then somebody will just leak it, and then they'll change their mind, and then who's really doing it? So I get it, but eh, I don't know. It's hard. It's so complicated, and I know that's not an answer, and you probably want an answer, but it really is complicated. I'm not the guy to solve this problem. It, clearly, they want to do it. it. Clearly, they all lied when they said they weren't going to do it, and, and now they're going to get in there and do it. It's just a matter of when. Um, no, I. Um, it, it's not that I want an answer. Is that I wanted to definitely give you the platform to, if you had, you know, if you had a strong side one way or another. Because believe it or not, with all the things that we talk about being lifelong friends for, got forty whatever yeah. years. Um, I don't think we've talked much about this, if, if well, at all. And, you know, and we, well, one, we haven't had a reason to. Right. It's just sort of, for our entire lifetimes, it's just, that's the way it was, you know? And I I, I mean, I, again, to, to be in that situation, to make have to make that decision to do that, you know, well, I, I don't even know what the right answer is, you know? I mean, if somebody could just be like, oh, I'm pregnant. I don't want to be pregnant. Oh, I don't want to, you know, to make that decision for whatever reason, whether it's for good reasons or bad reasons, right? You know, if somebody is willing to make that decision to terminate a pregnancy, first of all, the kid's screwed, right? Either way. I don't think the kid got a vote. But I mean, if the parent has, like, is forced to have the kid, that kid's life is screwed forever. Yeah, it'd be nice if it wasn't, but it is because of where we live, which is we, you know, those those extreme people that want to right. uh, outlaw abortion are also the same people that will raise bloody hell if we give any kind of aid to the person who gives birth to that child. Right. So it's like, what what do you what do you want? Like, what do you, you really know, want? And and I and you know, and being that I am not a hypocrite, I was. I mean, I because again, this is where it gets muddled is the pro-choice argument has sort of been bastardized into a pro-abortion movement, right? 
and and yeah, the choice the choice seems to be the thing that people are forgetting. Like it should be a a choice, but the side that's the most vocal and mad isn't the. We know what the choice would be. <laughs> yeah. So then it stops being about like a bodily autonomy thing. So I would fall more on the side of it, that should be the choice. I think there should be a, a whole lot more like infrastructure around making a choice like that. There should be mental health. There should be – I even hey, if you want to make a pe- person wait three days to buy a gun, make them wait a few days to get an abortion. You know? Sounds, sounds reasonable to me. Correct. But, Which means it won't ever happen. <laughs> correct. Yeah, it makes too much sense. <laughs> you know? <laughs> wait, that sounds logical. We'll never do it. But I have to be consistent here because, if, if you, you know, this is where you get the two political parties – based on whoever's in the White House at the time, to fire the arrows. If you are a person who was such as me, who was against vaccine mandates, then you have to be pro-choice. My body, my choice, right? I'm consistent. Yeah. So while I agree that I, I don't like the idea of abortion, I, nobody you can't make people go to jail for it. But to a point, I, I don't I don't like this idea. I'm, I'm in that single digit percentage. Um, we're in that ninety something percent. Yeah, you shouldn't be letting doctors scoop the you know, vacuum the brains out of babies that could live on outside the womb. That that's disgusting. So that's uh, where I stand on that. Like it, you know, so viability becomes like if if the kid could survive outside the womb without the mother, you should not be able to terminate. That that's my thought. That's life. It, you know, don't need the mom anymore. <laughs> Shouldn't just be able to walk in and be like, hey, "I'm having a kid in three days. I don't want it," and and then find somebody who who'll do that for you because that's just no. That that's not right. But that's where I fall. Okay. But I'm not like um, this heartbeat stuff. These heartbeat laws in these states where some of these states right. are like, like, you can't get divorced. You don't even know you're pregnant. You can't get divorced. What do you mean? I didn't even know. Yeah. So, and, no, that to me doesn't seem right either. You know, and then the the black and white of it all where it's like, we're going we're gonna to outlaw everything. And then, of course, they always go to the, like, extreme, like, what if it's rape? What if it's, this is, we're, we're talking, like, it's very small percentages, but. Nobody should be like, nope, you got to have it. Oh, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, to your point, there's hardly anyone that says that, but there are like one or two politicians that do say not even in that. And, of course, those are the ones that get all the the press coverage because that's what's going to drive the clip. This is what happens in Mississippi and Alabama and, you know, you're part of the world. Yeah, yeah, down down here with my people down in the south. Your people. What do you mean your Uh, people? You mean you people. So yeah, um, I mean, I gave a long-winded, non-answer answer, but there were answers not, embedded in there. The, the reason I'm laughing is because my entire rant and my entire lead-up, and, and part of my show description was that that I have uh, such a personal perspective on the issue, and it's not going to be what anyone thinks. And the reason I said that is because I think not having talked to people who, you know, really listen to our show, if there, if there are any, I think my reputation, if, uh, per, you know, pretend like we're a national podcast and there's millions of people listening, which of course I mean, fat. I would say I could predict your 
response to this. But then when you put it's not what I think, now I think I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> do you know so, or do you not know? Well, I don't know because, you know. Yeah. That's why I'm waiting I, here. I, I think my reputation would be that I'm Mr. Liberal, Mr. Progressive, Mr. Uh, everyone has to have a right, uh, and you cannot possibly take abortion rights away, and you can't this and you can't that, um, and, and you know keep hope alive and, and all of that. And uh, <clears throat> my voice starts to uh, give even before I make the rant. Um, and the reason I'm laughing is because this is going to turn into the uh, the, the baseball prediction podcast or the preseason because we oh, no. have the same thought. I, did I just did I just ruin your rant? My rant is I see both sides. I can't. This is the yeah. one issue in the world in which I have always been like I don't I, I can't pop. You will never catch me saying that abortion has to be a hundred percent right. Uh, or is is a hundred percent the right thing to do? You will also never catch me saying that you can't uh, make you, you can't uh, have abortion be something that uh, that that you outlaw or you make uh, right. I, I I can't I can't go either way. And the fact that I have such uh, deeply personal perspective on the issue should tell you just how complicated it is. You already said, you already said the word. It's a very complicated issue. I don't think there's any more complicated issue in the, in the entire world uh, than abortion. Uh, and if you're a woman or, or, or man, and you think that there's no way that any man should have an, a, an opinion on abortion, that it's a woman's choice, a woman's body and this, that, and the other. Okay. I understand that. I'm still going to have my issue and I'm still going to make my rant because I still have a voice and I still have an opinion yeah. on the subject. You still, you still get to have an opinion. I do. Um, a lot of people don't think men should even have the, uh, the opinion or the choice uh, to make that decision because yeah, it's a woman's body. Yeah, we shouldn't even be talking about this right now. I, I guess not um, because it's a woman's body. And, and you know what? I see that point too. <laughs> I understand I, that too. Uh, you know – like, There's what the other hell am I doing talking about a woman's body? Prior to the pregnancy, right? You still got to make that other choice. Uh, that that's that takes two people. That last that's time not, we checked. Oh, you know. Wait a minute. Choice. Wait a minute. <laughs> Did I say something <laughs> controversial? Uh, I think it's only happened one time, and that was in a book that some people questioned the veracity of, <laughs> where a man was not involved. Uh, we will we'll get comment from from Mary in a moment. No, um, I look. Uh, so let me just tell you about the the personal uh, experience that I have, to, and just to let you know just how uh, much that that this has impacted me and how much it, I think about it. And even then, I still can't possibly take one side or the other. My mother very seriously considered it because she was very sickly. Um, her entire life. She got pregnant when she was 20 um, right. and she had sickle cell uh, anemia and she died of it eventually uh, at 32. She was so sickly. She really never worked. She barely left the house. Um, she was able to meet my, the man who became my father, uh, the little bit of time that she made herself go to uh, to community college um, and happened to meet him. And, and one thing led to another and here I am. But while she was pregnant, she actually, and I didn't know this until, oh, man, when did my dad send me this letter? Um, I have the letter in front of me. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I was I was going to read the whole thing, 
and I actually started looking at the pages. Uh, it was four pages. Um, I started looking at it maybe 10 minutes before uh, the show started, and I got uh, emotional just looking at it. Therefore, I decided, no, I'm not going to uh, actually read the whole thing. Um, this is uh, postmarked August 2000. Uh, how old was I at that point? Uh, you would have been 20, 24? 24. Yeah. I know so that. I had no idea. I was 24. <laughs> because you're, of course, two years, uh, two weeks rather, two younger weeks. than I am. Yes, you're two weeks. Um, the, the whopping two-week age difference, old man. Watch your watch your manners. Respect your elders. So 24 years old, my dad decided to uh, mail me the letter that my mom sent to him while she was pregnant with me, explaining, and like I said, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically explaining right. her doctor um, – told her that her health was such that he actually would recommend uh, that she uh, terminate me. And she decided she just couldn't do it and wanted to let my dad know that this was the decision that she was making. And um, I, I don't know exactly how my dad felt about it, but part of the reason I uh, hate him so uh, is because uh, one of our many conversations when I was a kid, he basically told me I was an accident. And so I don't know if he really wanted, ever really wanted me and the way he treated me and abused me. I, I can probably, probably guess that he really didn't ever really uh, want me. But um, the point is, um, from age 24 up to now uh, at age 46, I've now known for 22 years that my mother was this close to me not even existing. Um, and even with that, it's still a subject that I, like I said, I can't really imagine Telling a woman one way or another, you definitely can or have to do this. You definitely uh, don't do that. I, I don't know. I don't know how anyone can really look at that. Uh, I, I, I have more uh, personal experience, unfortunately, uh, with the topic, uh, having financed uh, two abortions myself when I was uh, 17 and, and 19. And not again, not knowing about my mother's choice uh, until five years after that, seven years after that, knowing that I may have made a different decision, but at the same time, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to act like this is why it's so complicated. I'm not going to act like I regret 100% uh, paying for the two abortions uh, for my high school girlfriend, because I was so completely not ready to be a father in any way, shape, or form at the time, like financially, emotionally, uh, mentally, in, in no way, shape, or form uh, was I ready to be a father. Should I have not been doing the things that would make you a father at the time then? No, I shouldn't, but what the fuck, dude? I'm 17 years old. What do you That's think I'm going correct. to do? Let's, come on, let's be realistic about this. Uh, so we, we did the thing that it takes to become a parent, and then I made the decision uh, to have my girlfriend terminate uh, the two pregnancies. I'm not going to pretend like I regret it completely because I can't imagine uh, being a father at that age. And, and what there's no way I could have taken care of that child in any way, shape, or form. I'm living in a you know a house of uh, you know roach infested, mouse infested house with my grandmother at the time. So I don't have the money to raise a kid in a great environment. And my girlfriend was in even worse shape than that. She was living in the projects. Uh, you talk about roach infested. Oh, my gosh. Um, not only not just any projects, too, projects uh, still in the same project building where she was gang raped uh, a year before she met me. 
um, but couldn't move because that's, they didn't have any money to do anything like that. Uh, so they just had to stay there and, and take it every day. Uh, so we were in no condition, in no position at all to take care of a child. There's no way I can say that I regret having uh, those abortions and paying for those abortions. At the same time, I can't lie. Do I think about the, the, the two boys? And she told me both times after the procedures that they would have been, uh, both been boys. Can I lie and say I don't think about the fact that I've had two sons and killed them both? Of course I think about it. I think about it all the time, uh, almost every day. I still, to this day, I still think about it. That's how personal this issue is to me. And that's how that's how crazy th- this debate is or this uh, this issue is because I just can't imagine one way or another feeling so strongly about it. There's, there's no way I could have taken care of those kids at the same time those kids didn't have a vote in the matter. So how fair was that? Not not at all. I wouldn't have had a vote if my mother would have terminated me. How fair would that have been? Uh, this is unbelievable. It would be a really that, different show. Um, it would be the J show. It would not be the J and Dre show. It would, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it would be J by himself for, for an hour going on. And boy, would that be interesting. Um, yeah, I, it, I, I can't believe. podcast. <laughs> which is kind of what it is anyway with, with yeah. both of us. Uh, Herbal diarrhea. Man, <laughs> uh, I, I can't, I, I would never be uh, one of those that's, that's burning the, 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 the torch and, and say, and marching through the streets and saying abortion has to be illegal. You have to strike it down. I will never be one of those that marches right. through the streets and says, you have to keep it legal. No matter what, it's, it's the right thing. It's, it's only the woman's choice. Uh, because, again, the kid would like a choice. Uh, he would like a vote in, in that matter. He doesn't have one. Uh, so it's not exactly uh, 100% the woman's choice. But at the same time, it's, it is the woman's body. That's, so maybe it is kind of – that's yeah, why it's, it's so crazy. I, I don't, that's I don't why the issue is such a – you know, it's such a hot-button issue. And the, 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 the sad part about the issue is the same thing it is with everything in this country is when it becomes, it just has to become political. And it's just one side, the first side that can grab a hold of an issue, the other side has to automatically take the opposite position. And then make it 100%. And and that's what it, and it just has to be, we have to fight over this issue. And they did it with they did it with COVID, and they've done it. They've been doing it. With, they did it with abortion. They've been doing it with abortion for long, our whole lives. But now that everybody's kind of staring this thing in the face, where it's like it could be struck down and thrown back to the states. And yeah, you could probably draw a map and pretty quickly figure out what states are going to be more liberal about it and which states aren't, um, and turn this into some kind of a states' right issue. Um, yeah, it's it's a mess. The whole thing's a mess, and like I said, that's why to me, like I said, I, I sort of lament the idea, and you kind of agreed with me a little bit that the, the the choice aspect of it isn't what's played up. No, that would be and, like if and, we and, actually sat down at a table and had an, an intellectual conversation about it. Then the right, the fact not just of, of, people screaming at each other and and trying to fit things on a poster and hands off my body and all that stuff. Instead of actually, let's talk about the actual choice to do something like that and stop turning it into, you know, red versus blue. 
or what it's becoming and the way and and give credit to these people who frame these things up because these these marketing people they've really turned it into an issue of life versus abortion instead of an issue of just choice implies it could go either way you could choose to have it or choose not to but it's not becoming an issue of choice because choice would be down the middle now it's an issue of you know you gotta have it or you gotta kill it that's where it's turned into and that's what's sad but that's what gets the the passions inflamed so that's what's going to get played up unfortunately that's what makes it on the news that's what gets on tv you know people kill doctors or you know people firebomb clinics and you know they do all that stuff because that's what we've driven people to and and just crazy people in the world Uh, people also read manifestos and, and start shooting up you know black stores for no reason than their stores that are populated by black people and it's like really this, this is where we're going now so you know i i don't know There's if that's going to be crazy people and there will always be crazy people but we've given there is a... we've given voice now to the crazy people the voice is one thing but that's again another uh to me guns is another topic that needs to have uh, intellectuals sit down and discuss it instead of just uh, hands off my guns. They're taking your guns. Every uh, the, the Democrat that gets in office, they're going to take your guns. Uh, the, the access to well, guns needs to be discussed to in a rational point, The whole reason we have to send $100 billion to Ukraine is to buy them guns. <laughs> yes, but we don't have to send that money. We, we really don't have to do that. No, we actually um, don't. That's one of those where, oh, man, I, I tell you what, I, I'm starting this. I'm going to eventually have a list of, of like, my, my Twitter experience and the social media experience and, like, the, like you just a list of, like, the things that you should always look for, you know, and, and just know that you're dealing with somebody that's, that's not of the right mind. You know, and it's going to basically be like how many, uh, how many like hearts and flags or whatever symbols can they have after their name in their in their Ooh. after their name, right? Ooh. Um, you know, and like the person who, no matter what anybody says, their only response is, "What's your source?" <laughs> like that's it. That's that's your only move. It's like you just and I don't. I don't engage with people, but I read these, and it's just – it's so tiresome. Yeah, I, I really try to avoid those people. people. Are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what you say. You can say the yep. sky is blue. What's your source? Source. Source. I don't believe it. Source. So, yeah. I, you know, but, but I think anything we've proven is that, that, that there's no – boy, there's, just, there's, there's no right answer to that type of an issue. It, there isn't, but and I, cooler heads will not prevail, and that's what I well, would like to see. But yeah, it won't that, happen. Me too. That, that's the thing: is cooler heads has to prevail for those issues to ever get resolved. The, the violence, the guns, the shooting, the abortion, the, right? The, all these things that if you sit down and but if and you take resolve, breath, but if you resolve the hot button issues, then you yeah. give people actual time to realize how how hard we're all getting fucked. And you also take the the 
passion and the, in, the inflammation away right. from the from the, right. from the issue. How do you drive your voters? How do you drove, drive your voters to the polls if both sides are screwing you? You got to get them there with gay marriage. You got to get them there with abortion, right? You got to get them there with war. You know, because God forbid they actually vote their own self-interest. You are now listening to King. That's the open, not the close. Uh, so that's like, the end of our live hour. Please don't tell me we just talked for an hour for nothing. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Started all over again. What what were we talking about? Just rewind the whole. Oh, okay. Thing. Imagine trying to do that. Try to like repeat the everything. Um, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. God. So there was interview so for about fifteen so I, minutes, and then. So I did not know, obviously, the first part of your story about the letter. You and I have never yeah. talked about that. I no, knew I've the other part. Of, I, I knew the other part of the story. You knew about my high school girlfriend, yes. Yes. So I knew about I knew and, and again My family may not have if they're if they're listening. Surprise no. <laughs> That's Well, you know. Some, that, some things you, again you, 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 when when would I bring that up? At the at the Labor Day picnic? Hey, what's yeah. going on? That's hey, a guess good what? You won't know. believe what happened. The strangest thing. That 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 medium rare burger on the grill there kinda reminds me of the abortion that I paid for. Uh Oh, <laughs> wow! That's my man. That's my move. <laughs> that's that's your fault. You're rubbing off on me, pal. I don't think I would have done that before I met, before uh, before I met. It's you. only taken forty years. <laughs> that, that's that's the issue. More dude, the, the the longer we talk, more and more I, I creep over to your side, and then next thing you know, I'm making abortion jokes. It's all your fault. I did not make you, any abortion jokes. The white devil. That's that's all you are. Yeah. Uh, All right, Jackie. <laughs> hey, hey, watch it. <sighs> but uh, I, yeah, yeah, just because that's one of those issues. It's like when you actually you sit down and you think about it, you just kind of do the like the Larry David meme, you know, where he just kind of goes, eh, 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 eh. yeah, you know the meme I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know if, how many other people do that. That's why I thought this would be, I guess, controversial a little bit that I would have oh, sort of no, no real that we strong actually had feeling a, on either side. Like, yeah. The, the the hard part is we actually had a like multi-faceted. Like we actually had a conversation about it instead of just yelling we talking points at each other. We didn't just shout each other down with slogans. Correct. Yeah, buzzwords, you know, yeah. or, you know, like I fall, you know, it's like, and, and and my feeling is you talk to a lot of people about that issue, and they really sit down and they think about it, and you ask them to, you know, like really expand on things, it, they're going it, to it, realize it's a lot more complicated, because you're going you're gonna to get your true believers on either side, whatever, kill, you know, they all got to live, they all got to die. That's unfortunately what the argument seems to be right now. I don't know what the uh, conversation would go. I don't go around talking to people about abortion topics. I, I no, I don't either, up. and I don't go to rallies. Um, <laughs> oh Lord! You know, yeah, I'm not. No. Yeah, kill me if I'm ever at an abortion rally. Either way. Um, so I, I don't know. I remember if, the first time I ever went to Minneapolis. Wanted to go. I wanted to drive downtown and see the Metrodome. Didn't realize what a rough part of town the Metrodome used to be. <laughs> this has got to no, be ninety. Either. This has got to be ninety four, ninety three, yep. ninety four. So you know, didn't realize the Metrodome 
now it's a night. It, but back then it was it was a rough part of town around the Metrodome. Did not know that. Um, found out and did not also know that right across the street, right down the block from the Metrodome, there was an abortion clinic and driving and we were driving by like a protest. Oh, like in front of the abortion clinic. I'm guessing those were not um, the pro-choice crowd that were uh, protesting. No, that that's the lunatic fringe that thinks it's their right to go to yeah. a young woman going through the toughest decisions. Yeah, yell at her. And, scream, and yeah. berate her and yell at her. Like, huh? What the hell is wrong with you? So, yeah, it's it, like it, the crazy is not monopolized by, by one political party or one, one idea. And that, that the problem is that it's, we think of it in political terms. So we think of it in this left right thing, not realizing that there's just crazy people all over. And, and, yeah. and that's what I'm talking about with the sort of politicization of it. You know, that one side grabs onto something and then the other side um, will immediately take the opposite tack, which is why when I said, you know, shocker, if you're going to be, you know, if you're going to oppose uh vaccine mandates I'm not saying you're against the vaccine I'm just saying you're against mandating it making somebody do it you've got to also be against making somebody do something else that has something to do with what they do to their body I won't say put in their body because it's putting in the body that got you in trouble in the first place yeah that that, that problem has already been solved they they know how to put it in the body yeah they knew they did that part real well Uh uh-huh um, no, I, I I agree with your uh, with your stance on that. I just I hate I I almost don't know if I'd really considered until we talked about it until you basically sort of crystallized it for me that this is still a a, a topic or an issue not because so many people are on fiery opposite sides of it but because the political issue uh, of uh, and the polit- and the people that that. Uh, make these political decisions know that it is such an easy, hot button, fiery topic oh, yeah. to get people inflamed, and therefore turn that inflammation into you know power and, and money on whichever side uh, that that yeah. you happen to be on. Whatever the most cynical explanation is, is going to be my answer. And that usually involves turning it into money. The, the, the money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And votes, it's not just money. Uh-huh. It's well, what, and it's well, what, does, what do votes do? And it's, yes, it's, votes yeah, and it's power, keeping, which people, it's you. keeping people distracted. Yeah. yeah unfortunately, that, that's what we're dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. We, we don't have to do any more podcasts ever because the resolution of every issue that we bring up is going to be <laughs> money. The answer is always money. Every question, every question in the world, the answer is always money. Oh, sad. Well, I, I really don't know where to go from there. We we definitely went into a – we went down to an alley that we didn't know we were going down, I, I don't think. Oh, wait, don't talk about alleys. Well, it gets us back to the hangers and the uh, – Yeah. Uh, some of the other uh, ways to, to, make, to keep abortions going, unfortunately. Uh, well, yeah, again, I'll just – it, it still has – I don't know. You get back to this whole thing about the leak. I, You know, boy, that that's a whole thing in and of itself. That having, it is. Having something I, like that 
slip out. Like the 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 you know, and you start and then unfortunately you start thinking about the sides, you know. It's like okay, does one side release it? Does somebody release it to get everybody all inflamed, or does somebody release it to more to like test the waters and kind of like then by the time it does come out, everybody's sort of protested out. Yeah, that's why I didn't uh, really focus or bring it up to it because I've read uh, compelling coercive arguments for both both ways that uh, the republican aides released it to uh rile up their base and get them like yeah we're gonna do it we're gonna finally own the libs and cancel abortion um and that or that a you know a liberal justice uh, aide released it to say look at what these fuckers are about to do to you this, to set up the summer of making right. women hot and, and make them march through the streets in Britain protests. Uh, I, I can see, but yeah, both sides. I can see both sides. I don't try to. Do, I try not to do the both sides, <laughs> uh, but I can see both sides in that issue as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's oh, why man. it's a crazy topic. I really try to take you know a solid side on just about everything. I, I can't. I can't ever take a, a solid side on 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 that issue. And that can't and do that it. is. And that's that's the surprising part there, because you know you actually it's not like it's not like you're taking my angle or my side. There's no side. It's but the side is there is there's no, no side. black and white here. This is one of those issues that's all gray. To, to all me, gray. To me, it is. It is the most gray topic uh, in the world to me. That, Which that's is just why how it's I feel. the perfect distraction. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we'll just hard pivot from there to to go to to something, anything else. We've uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, talked around it. Well, okay, uh, we can we can do that. Unless you had something um, else. Oh, we we've been dancing around the the Jackie thing. I didn't know if you had any uh, hard oh. uh, <laughs> opinions <laughs> on that whole situation. It's so dumb. It's just so dumb. <laughs> it's uh, what, it's a, what it's a little silly. That's for sure. I think it was I mean I, I think it was if, if you're if you're Josh Donaldson, it's almost like a master class in trash talking that blows up in your face. Too masterful. Like right. It was like too good trash talk. Because you'd like hit the nerve, right? And, Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, he really hit a nerve because he wasn't just going to say he wasn't going to say that to anybody else than the guy who made the statement that he thought he was like the new Jackie Robinson or he was walking in Jackie Robinson's footsteps. First of all, to even remember that two, three years again, like I said, this is a master class in trash talk. But yeah, he's 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 going to be doing this to him thirty years later at the uh, <laughs> uh, autograph signings. <laughs> Hey, but, it's Jackie. But what are you doing, Jackie? You just gotta realize it's just not, not, not now, and not, not with all the, the hard yeah. play and like the hard tags and like all the stuff, the bad blood, you know. Right. <sighs> like y'all ain't do boys. I, do do I? I have no proof one way or the other that Josh Donaldson's a racist or that he was trying to be racist. He didn't walk up and just you know, call him the N word. He, he used his words and threw them back at him, and like I said, it masterfully. It, good job on the trash <laughs> talk, but 
All the rest of it, terrible. (laughs) (laughs) The delivery, the moment, everything else. uh, No, Tim Anderson, did he need to overreact? I I don't know. Everything is such a hot-button thing now. Um, That's where Josh Donaldson's got it. You've got to know better, but yeah. Yeah. Like I said, masterful trash talking, though. I, I, I am proud not of what happened, but to remember something that, that that's like crap we pull out with like Hall of Infamy and all these right like we 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 mine that stuff and we just wait for the moment to bring it out and it's like great good for you you did it I hope you're proud uh, enjoy your one game suspension <laughs> which just came out uh, tonight before we uh, yeah. hit the air that uh, yeah. Josh Donaldson did get suspended one game for, yeah. just, for his... just because. Just because you can do a thing doesn't mean that you should do a thing. I think that's from Jurassic Park. <laughs> and that's that, uh, that moment for Josh Donaldson. Just because you can. Just because you remembered and you held on to that nugget and now you had a moment and you threw it out. Hey, pay the price, right? You got your dig in. Everybody heard it. I, you know, great. Good for you. Wise words from Jurassic Park. You didn't think we were going there tonight either. Um, yeah, I uh, y- y'all aren't boys. Um, I think is the is is the the key or the overriding lesson to be learned from from that. I don't know right. what Josh Donaldson the, thought Tim the Anderson professional, was. A professional baseball player. The professional part seems to be lacking here. <laughs> I mean, uh, if, if if that's your boy. You can say that and get away with it. And there's no issue. That, 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 that's not your boy. Y'all, y'all just got finished scrapping at third base uh, because you tried to tag him hard and, and bump him off the base. Y'all, y'all aren't boys. That's not your. That's not your dude. Jay can do that to me because we're boys. You can't do that to Tim. That's not your boy. That's the. That's the whole lesson in that. That is not your dude. Um, and, and I guess I'd have to take a, uh, an opinion on Tim Anderson's feelings about it being a black person. Um, not that all black people feel the same way or are supposed to feel the same way. Yeah, we don't honestly know, you know, because I guarantee, again, like you said, you and I were best friends. You say something, you, you would have said something to me about how you thought you were the, the Jackie Anderson of podcasters, was it Jackie Anderson? Is it Jackie Robinson of podcasters? Like you're you're blazing a trail, right? And you're equating yourself with what that man went through. Yeah. Two years later, yeah, I'd still be rubbing it in your face. <laughs> uh, there's plenty of stuff you still rub in my face uh, to this day. Um, if you weren't there, you can't prove a thing. Um, <laughs> that, that's, that's, well, we that's can do that. You, yeah, you, we can do that. You could. I just called you the White Devil. We can do that on this show and and, and off the air. Um, but but no y'all 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 can't do that. But as far as Tim Anderson's feelings about it, um, yeah, no man, you 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 really don't have the right to to, to be all that upset about it because you're the one that did that. You said you, it. You you said it. You 100 percent can get pissed at him and call him a racist if he brings it up out of the blue and says, oh there goes Jackie. Right, he think he Jackie Robinson because of the way he played it. If he just totally brings it up, then yeah, you got an issue. You're the one that did it to you. You called yourself the man. Right. Tim Anderson is a great baseball player. He might be a league MVP. He's wearing my, my team's colors, so I love him for that. I love the way he plays. I love his swag. He can be a moody little bitch, though. I mean, let's, let's be honest. He's, he, can, he can be that. 
and and it's okay. Some some people can can be that sometimes, and that's you know that's what he is. But yeah, for you to get that mad and that upset, there's a couple of angles that made me chuckle. Uh, spinning off of that, well, I guess three. One was just the, the fact that he got suspended for that, uh, which is just completely hilarious on some level to me that Rob Manfred is that concerned with the uh, with the feelings of Tim Anderson that game? he needs to. He had, well, he had to he, obviously he felt like he had to do something. He had to make a stand some way, somehow, some way. He had to make sure that this will not be tolerated. This this calling somebody a name that he called himself will not be tolerated. I'm just like so. What? So basically, now we're we're, we're, we're you know that was the best part was uh, was it Joe Kelly? Did you see Joe Kelly today? No, I missed his reaction. Uh, Joe Kelly was because he's on the White Sox now, right? Yeah. Yep. He's complaining. He's like, man, I got eight games for making a pouty face. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't uh, hear him say that, but he's yeah. right. <laughs> he's right. He's like, he got eight games for making a pouty face. Josh Donaldson apparently makes a quote unquote big big air quotes here racist uh-huh. comment. Um. <laughs> Come on, you cannot outlaw trash talk. It'd be a very, be a very, very boring uh, sporting environment if we did not allow. I mean, they're they're trying this with football with this taunting thing, and we uh, crap all over that. Well, I, I, we, I don't we know if absolutely do, and that's why you know. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know if you it, felt as strong about it as me, but I absolutely hate that the the, the, the taunting flag thing. for. Looking at the guy the wrong way, looking at the sideline the wrong way. Oh, Cassius, on, oh, the, the Cassius Marsh. Cassius treatment. Marsh. Oh. Yeah. I understand, like, if you sack the quarterback and you stand over him and you're straddling over him and you're doing, like, right. flex, then you Yeah, I get it. Yeah, if you're thrusting your for. cock in his face, that's a, yeah, that's clearly a penalty. But That's what it's for. <laughs> yeah. That is what I believe they already have a flag for called unsportsmanlike conduct. <laughs> Looking at the other bench, I don't think is under the uh, guideline for unsportsmanlike. Unsportsmanlike, I, I, no, no, no. We need, we need to have a lesser foul now called taunting with the same penalty. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're obviously yeah, we're, just writing a check to the commissioner's office wasn't good enough. Uh, now we have to penalize yards to make sure, and, and we right. know what you know. We know what's behind all of that too. Is, so yeah, know, so not knowing what's in either one of these guys' hearts, showing themselves yeah. in the, on television. So yeah, I don't know what's in Josh Donaldson's heart. I don't know if he's a secret racist. I don't know of any of this stuff. Like <laughs> I said, I think it was, I think it was, epic trash talking turned bad. Like you trash talked the wrong guy. Um, and he had thin skin, and he could, and and it became a thing. And then Grandal confronts him at the plate, and then it turns into this bench clearing thing. And then Larusa throws some gas on the fire and says it was racist. So then it gets out of hand. So then, so now the commissioner's got to step in for what should have just been no issue at all. So that's why I think that this is like just such a dumb story, but it's fun to talk about because, um, because that's what we do. Yeah, it is. Uh, Larusa was the second part that made me laugh. That uh, the arbiter of what's racist is Tony Larusa is <laughs> unbelievable to me. Like when did well, this happen? What are you trying to say? <laughs> when did? Uh, really? Did him? Uh, like he's barely people? awake in the dugout. So how does he even know what happened? The like the the least woke person in the world is Tony Larusa, and he's deciding what's uh, what's racist on the other side. That that's one of those things where it's only because it's the guy on his team. If he was managing, uh, oh yeah, the the New York Yankees, 
uh, he would be 100% saying that it wasn't racist and, no, and Tim Anderson was being. Come on. Grow a pair. These kids, these days, they, they, they're so sensitive. Yeah, that's he 100% said, just, he's, He was just commenting back on something. That, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. if Josh Donaldson's sitting there with his little notebook of trash talk material, like these football guys used to do, right? See the the Robin what was it, was the lawyer in Washington Robin Ficker I think was his name uh, that would sit at, at Washington Bullets games and and trash talk Michael Jordan and the Bulls and like read from their book and stuff. Yeah. And, well, you would hear about you, you'd hear these stories about like corners and wide receivers and or offensive and defensive linemen, right? Hey, what's what's your wife's name, Susie? How's, and, how's Susie yeah. doing? Or, or they would just happen to know the details about these, like trying to get into these other guys' heads and stuff. I, I think that's just a case of this gone wrong. Yeah. But because we have to put a, you know, white guy and a black guy, we got to put a slant on everything now. We got to get those clicks and get those likes because you know what it's about? It's about money. Uh-oh, money. <laughs> everything. Got to get the people on Twitter all fighting, you know. If you defended Josh Hamilton, you better unfollow me. <laughs> you know, oh. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. Yeah, so Larusa just that that's that's just a complete joke yeah. to me. Um, if you think Josh Donaldson is this evil racist guy, um, I, I'm going to would have heard something by now. Uh, that that well no not necessarily there's plenty of them in the in the locker room yeah, that, I guess. That, that hide themselves for years, uh, but you're gonna have to come with harder evidence than him calling Tim Anderson the name that Tim Anderson called himself. Um, can there be you know tone and and the, can you infer something from the way he did it? Did he do it mockingly? Did he do it? Hey, there goes Jackie. Um, okay, fine. You can uh, maybe infer something from that, but infer racism from calling him the name that he called himself. I don't, I don't understand that at all. I just, that's just me. Um, I think the, it's ludicrous that Tim Anderson referred to himself and Jackie Robinson in the same sentence at all. It, I, I can see people having a, an issue with that. I think that's part of his sort of, you know, swag and, and what but makes yeah, him but if that's, who he is. If that's, but if that's what he needs and that's who he is, you, you have to accept that you're going to get it thrown back at you. That I'm 100%. Yeah, you have to be able to take it. That, that that's why he's a thin-skinned little bitch. But <laughs> you know, to to call himself that in the first place, I'm that that's not a problem to me because that's he's trying to put yeah. himself on that level mentally. That's and, what he needs. That that's his. Him, yeah, that's how he gets make himself rise going. to that level. I, that's fine. Got I'm it. I'm fine with that. He's a good player. He's a good ball player. And and the last thing was the fact that uh, David Cohn was doing the. Sunday night broadcast of the Yankees oh, and the White sure. Sox last night for ESPN. And everyone of course has their uh, non-opinion opinions about it because that's what it, you, it's, it's a law that you get hired on ESPN. You have to have a non-opinion opinion uh, when you're doing these broadcasts uh, and they make sure that the opinion people are the ones that are, um, you know, first in Negro with, with screaming a Smith. Those are the, yeah, opinion every, people. every opinion has to read like a 10th grade book report with a whole lot of, <laughs> Therefores and However, in that case, I must possibly. say, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think that's Ravage that does the play-by-play. I might be wrong about that, but uh, whoever the other people are had their non-opinion opinions. And David Cohn actually comes straight forward with Tim Anderson had a problem with it, um, and that's all I need to know. 
basically saying, this ain't my fight. This ain't my decision to make if he had a problem with the way Josh Donaldson called him Jackie. That's not for me to decide. That's for him to to have a problem with it. And I'm like, wow, that's actually an opinion. An opinion and makes complete sense. Therefore, I don't know how long David Cohn is going to be for that job. I don't think well, that's yeah, what they Because if he's do. saying it's, you know, hey, that's on Tim Anderson if he wants to have a problem with it or not, doesn't mean that it needs to go to the commissioner's office. <laughs> for a suspension for calling the guy the name that he called himself. Correct. Woo! Oh, man. So, yeah. That's like, that, 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 you know, baseball's so weird, you know, with unwritten rules, you can't bunt in a no hitter, all this bullshit, you know. That's the other thing about Larusa. He's the king of unwritten rules, but so now I he's going to tell you who's racist. I, I would have figured really? Larusa would been on Donaldson's side. Exactly. You know what? Privately, I bet you he is. I'll fucking bet you money. Privately, <laughs> he's turning to his wife, going, "Do you believe this shit? These Negroes." Yeah. yeah trust me. To me, I, I, I maybe I'm being naive, but I'm trying to look at this and separate out like the race. People are playing that up. But if that had been a, if Josh Donaldson had been Latin, or if he had been black and done the same thing, would this be an issue? No, oh. it's being played up because we have to play up the racism because it's all about money. As ridiculous as it is to suspend Donaldson for doing that, it would have been over the top ridiculous to suspend like Joe Adele or Tory Hunter or some black guy for calling him Jack. <laughs> that would have been the worst. <laughs> That would have absolutely been crazy. Oh man. Okay. Well, that there you go. See, we worried we can't fill a show. Uh, no. Wait, yeah. Well, I mean, worried, but at the same time, we know we're gonna fill it. Yeah. That's so when he texts me, he's like, "You ready to talk about nothing for two hours?" He was ready to talk about nothing, and I was like, "For two hours?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's what we do. Uh, we still got a half hour left, and we still got stuff we haven't gotten to. So, to your point. Well, let's um, see. I'm reading through the description here. Uh, well, you let her off with your – do you want to talk about the Reds? They still have a chance or – How god-awful was that pick? My god. That's all time. What the hell was I thinking? What the What's hell? even more all time is how hard I crapped on that when you did it. Oh, instantly. Uh, and, and then when we saw each other live in Chicago, continued to. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> give him give time. Come on, it's been three days. <laughs> yeah, no, I just wanted to you know take the, uh, the the credit for making one of the worst. At least I didn't pick them as a like a wild card team or playoff team. Or I just said right. they were going to yeah. contend. <laughs> they're they're not contending at all. <laughs> I believe I said they were the worst team in baseball. <laughs> and they, yeah, <laughs> very well. They might are be. the worst team in baseball. Uh, yeah, two ninety three now winning percentage. Oh. Um, I, I, it's, it's awful. It's bad. I just want to, you know, I, I don't want to, uh, to seem like I, that I sure, uh, shirk away and, and run away from when I, uh, make really, 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 really bad calls and 12 and 28, yes. uh, and they lost, did they lose tonight? They, they lost, lost 12 tonight. And 29. Yeah, Cubs beat them tonight. 12 and 29. 29. Is a really, really, really bad call. 17 12. games under 500, 41 games in. 12 and 29. Oh, um, yeah, that, that's uh, yeah. No one's won. Uh, no one's won less than 14. They're, they're the only ones that down there at 12. Um, oof. 
I mean, so I, one of the first guys that I was uh, praising and saying, you know, that it was going to lead them to contention was the second baseman, Jonathan India. He's been hurt for most of the year. So that's because you're praising uh, him. Because <laughs> was well, not like Alex Reyes. It's not like I went to his game in, in the minor Yeah, I, I, I gave you some crap for that today, too. Yeah, he's apparently not going to pitch uh, this year at all. You killed his. You talked him up so hard, you ended his career. It's hard not to talk someone up when you sit there and watch them break the all-time Pacific Coast League record for consecutive strikeouts in a game. I'm sorry. I was. I saw that live. I was like, holy shit, this motherfucker is about to destroy everybody. Good. I get it. And he's, he destroyed his arm, apparently, doing that. Um, uh. So that was what you let off. We didn't have to go on about two. I'm not going to make you take the L, you know, too hard. So yes, that that we'll just leave that up there as an all timer. We've both had, we've both had terrible calls. So that was definitely a terrible call. Uh, I also wanted to basketball. uh, All that's left on the list is Hall of Fame. Well, uh, just getting off of baseball real quick, and then we'll move on to that. Um, I also wanted to cry about my fantasy team, which oh. was in first place for like a couple of days, oh. and now it's like seventh. Um, oh. Because speaking speaking of injuries, uh, here's a oh, no. here's a list of pitchers uh, that I have on my team uh, and and might have to get rid of all of them because they all decided to get hurt all at the same time. Remember, I told you I was uh, looking at Max Scherzer uh, in my draft oh, yeah. and said, "Well, he's." Starting off with a hammy, but he's still Max Scherzer. I'm going to draft him anyway. Looked at Clayton Kershaw and say, yeah, he, he was a little banged up last year, but you know what? That's still Clayton Kershaw. I'm going to take him in the middle rounds. I'm going to take Jack Flaherty as an injury risk, and, and eventually he's going to make a comeback. Uh, this Mike Clevenger guy coming back from injury last year. You know, he used to be really good with the Indians, uh, Guardians, Cleveland Baseball Club. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a chance on him. Um, and as the season went on, oh, there's a kid down in Miami, former uh, Oakland A prospect. He's looking really good. It's Jesus Luzardo. Yeah, I'm going to pick him up, too, because he's looking. All these motherfuckers are hurt, all of them. Like, what the hell happened? Every At the same time, at the same damn time, all these people got hurt, except for Flaherty, who hasn't uh, played this year yet, and didn't, they still don't know when he's going to play. But those other four, Scherzer and Kershaw and Luzardo and Clevenger, all like went on the DL in, within the last like week and a half. All of them, like my entire rotation, five fucking guys on the dis, on the disabled list on the injured list at the same time. How the hell did I pull that off? That's hard. I to wasn't do. trying to do that. It's hard. I really hard. wasn't trying. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at my, my and my and man, they were and they were all pitching great. Like they weren't pitching okay. They were all like kicking ass every last one of those guys were, were pitching great and had my my era and whip down uh pretty much at the top of the of the league um and that's not the case anymore because you know eventually you got to pick up guys to uh take their place and and try to fill in and the guys that i pick up haven't been doing uh, as well so uh in addition to that uh jonathan indian who i just talked about uh getting hurt was also uh was also injured um Marcus Simeon was my uh, second round or third ice, round pick. Old as ice. And he is hitting, let's see, 182. That's actually yeah. up because he's on a four-game hit streak. Five games, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, so it was much lower than that. It was in the 160s. Uh, yeah, he's like actually that. hitting 300 for the last like, week. 
Yeah, you know why? Because I finally started benching his ass. That's why he, he got up. Me. He got up to get up to 182. Yeah, to get up there. Still with zero. He'll be home. fine. He'll be uh, fine. Win. I'd love to know when. I really would. Uh, um, once the weather once the weather warms up. So that's my fantasy team. It was uh, it was looking really promising for a while, and not not so much now. Oh, okay. Uh, so how's our uh, fantasy team looking? Not good. Oh, Uh-oh. pitching's fine. Hitting's gone a little cold. So yeah. we we we've, we've dropped a whole lot. But I'm looking at as I look at the categories, it's like one of those where you have a hot week and we, we jump way back up. So you just gotta get hot here quick. <laughs> Well, and, and when you do, tell me who it is who's getting out so I can go possibly go pick them up in my... No, you'll kill uh, them. <laughs> you're right. I, you, I, I probably will. Um, yeah, I, that, that's another... Uh, yeah, um, remember I told you I picked up Sean Murphy, and you talk about ice cold. Yeesh. Yeah. But but he'll rebound because I cut him, so he'll, he'll be fine. Good. Good. Yeah. 2022 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class. Are you ready? This is a oh, very I'm long ready. list. I'm ready for these. I'm ready for these insights. I know we briefly talked about the the nominees, but I actually don't know who's in other than uh, Dolly Parton. Oh, okay. Uh, Doesn't even of, want to be in. You, you've heard of all of them except for maybe a couple. Um, and a lot of times you've heard of some of the guys and girls that they put in as like early rock or prog rock contributors I've never heard of in my life. So sure, you're, you're, right. So I, I, can, I can usually give you some insights in, into where they're going because um, there's some where you're like, I have no clue what this is. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's a good one. Yeah, there, there's a couple of them I've never heard of in my life, and maybe you have and maybe okay. you haven't, but we'll see. Um, there's a very long list, um, and they start off their uh, write-up on the Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame webpage with the same verbiage that they used uh, last year. And so you, you already get a sense of what they're sort of going for and what they're trying to tell. Let me guess, is this, re- a, is this a very diverse class? Quote, it's a diverse group of extremely talented individuals and bands who have had a significant impact and influence on rock and roll, the music that connects that's, us That's our all. buzzword now. That's the buzzword. Diverse. If you cannot yes. get diversity in, you're failing. <laughs> Uh, they're only a few uh, years away from just saying woke. But this is a woke class of uh, musicians that we're inducting <laughs> this year. They're they're just trying to go there. They really want to go there. Okay. I believe it's the same rule that we have for uh, when we talk about sports. We don't care. Can you play? That's all we care about. There you go. Can you can, can you, you play? Can you get it done? It's all that matters. Don't care what color you are. Don't care. What orientation? Can you play? You want to be right, in the Rock here. and Roll Hall of Fame? Are you any good? <laughs> Are you good at music? That would be a good thing. Here is the class. I don't even think it's in alphabet. I don't know what order this is. It's just there. Yeah, it's just a bunch of names. Here we go. Pat Benatar. All right. Uh, sure. I like it. I'm a fan. I, I'm a, that's I'm a that's, that's fan. one of those to me that I'm almost like, what? That she's not in already? Um, right, right. So she was. She's a legendary hard rocker from the '80s. So yeah, definitely. So perhaps, perhaps a little overdue, but yeah, no. Pet Pet Benatar um, makes total sense to me. If there's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I have no problem with them having Pat Benatar in it. All right, good start. Duran Duran, sure. All right. 
That make, makes total sense. They've been around for a long time. They were big in the 80s. They had a bit of a resurgent back in the 2000s area, you know, kind of like a lot of things did. It's like get that little nostalgia kick. Oh, yeah, I remember them. It, it, so a lot of, lot of hits, though. I, you want to talk yeah. about a voluminous <laughs> um, playlist, um, whether you like them or not, they were all over the radio for a very long period of time. And uh, it, it's one of those, I will say to their credit, that, that like, that's a, they, they don't feel dated, right? Mm, but they haven't been trying to, like, reinvent themselves could, and... Right, but you could listen... Or, but I'm, what I mean by that is you don't, like... Oh, the music itself isn't... The music uh, has aged fine. Yeah, yeah. Um there are some bands yeah. that, you know what I mean, where it's like, it wasn't like those, some of those synth pop bands, you know, right. were consequently not in the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame. Um, no, there is, there it seemed like with Duran, there was actual talent there, so good for them. Yeah, that, that's my first uh, impression when I saw it was add that to your list that you were talking about earlier, influential Euro rockers. Like, they, they're all in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they oh, definitely, uh, yeah, so far they're two for two. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see about the next one. Eminem. <laughs> that rock and roll is, is Hall of Fame star Eminem. Song? Is he getting in for one song? That's what I want to know. Uh, probably. Because <laughs> everybody knows it's like the Super Bowl. He played his one song. Yeah, he play, play your hit. Play the hits. Play the- That's what you're there for. <laughs> um, boy. I'm not on board. I understand, especially based on where they've done what they've done with the rap genre in years past. So I understand. I still don't like it. I mean, <laughs> why don't we just have a rap Hall of Fame? We do. It's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We do now. <laughs> <laughs> so if those are the criteria, then sure, why not? Um, maybe I'm just being a little bit. Uh, like holding them too hard and fast to the actual name of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, I, I've abandoned that. It's it's really not the yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame if, anymore. And, but for the other for the other, you know, acts that they've let in from from the rap genre, sure, why not? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I joke about the getting in for the one song. It's uh, I don't think it's for the one song. I think it's if you're going to honor like the the top hit makers of rap, which they have been doing, uh, yes. Public Enemy and NWA and Run DMC, et cetera, et cetera. Then yeah, you're gonna have to put Slim in at, at some point. He's one of the most influential hit makers uh, of, of all time. Right, and that um, was again it, where it, where it seems like they're going with with the rap artists are most of them have had like a mainstream hit that would just play on top 40 radio uh no the nwa did not that you couldn't play any of their songs on the radio um run dmc uh you could say that with the with the with the rock with the walk this way um but like public public enemy i don't i don't know about that probably Uh, not so I, i i think they're just trying to like the they're trying to take the the top diversity, like, uh, in the, the most diverse group of artists. Yeah, um, like 
the the top like hit makers of rap, like the the guys okay. that actually did it for like a you know decade plus, not just you know flash in the pants. Uh, so you have to put Eminem in on that level. What just kind of blows me away is thinking about his actual material outside of Lose Yourself, which is most of it is not just like uh, with profanity. That's that's you know profanity isn't uh, that big a deal in and of itself. It's like hurtful and homophobic and angry. Like his first three albums, like he set the world on. When I say on fire, I'm not trying to talk about the hit making. I'm talking about like he went scorched earth. Like he uh, took put, took down his mother, uh, called her uh, uh, all sorts of names. Talked about uh, that she had Munchausen syndrome and made him sick on purpose and did all these things. And he talked about the uh, people that. Uh, died and he and then she said, "I wish it was you that that died instead of it." Like he took everything in his life and, and like splayed it out there for everyone, right? And had just some of the most uh, like angry, hurtful lyrics you could imagine, and that just kind of blows me away that that's going to be sort of uh, immortalized and and put on a pedestal and and like. You really had to have been voted in by your your peers, by the by the, the other musicians, because uh, there's no way in hell you're getting a, a board of you know old white people sit down uh, to elect this Hall of Fame and decide on Eminem. Because they, I, I promise you, the the people inside the the boardroom at the Rock and Hall of Fame, their like stomach was turning thinking about him because his, yeah, his I mean, stuff is just woo. There's nothing I think less about in my life than who actually votes on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> so I don't actually care. Um, but somebody did. Somebody looked at it. But yeah, no. But yeah, if you're, if you're, but again, that also kind of explains why he pretty much disappeared. Once, once all the demons were out of the closet, he had nothing left to say. He was out of material. Yeah. <laughs> that, and now you just you play one song everywhere you go. Player hit. He's going to play that hit till he dies, and you know what? It's good for him. You know, he's got one, he's got one more hit than I do. All right, got a long list to get down, and, and 18 minutes to do it. Uh, Eurythmics. Who? Uh, I'm not. No, I'm not on board. <laughs> I know who they are. Uh, you of know. Course. I mean, and, and play your Lennox hit. goes on and has her own solo career for a while, too, but yep. not for me. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm a fan of the music. Um, I, I, I'm more of a, it sounds like I'm much more of a fan of the music than you are um, in general. Um, they, they got the one that <laughs> they can play oh, for the rest of their lives with Sweet yeah, Dreams. Yes, I. <laughs> It's not um, the Hall of I. <laughs> so they're the Bobby Abreu of of the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That they're 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 pretty good. They're the Hall of Pretty Good. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily they could open. Hall of Fame. They could open for the Hall of Fame concert. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I'm a I'm a bigger fan, but I I, I feel kind of similar to, to you. Like the Hall of Fame, yeah. I, I like them, but I don't know about that. All right, Dolly Parton, we kind of talked about. She don't even want to be there. 
Oh, that good. Great rock and roll star, Dolly Parton. There's your, um, rock, there's your breakdown. There you go. She doesn't even want to be in it. She doesn't um, want to be there. What is she getting in for? For what everyone else is getting in for. American Hitmaker. That's what. It's the American Hitmaker right. Hall of Fame. Was, was she, was, did she cross over from country to mainstream? Yes. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. She, she had those hits that played on radio. Uh, you know, she, she definitely made the jump. She didn't quite sell out. She didn't go like full Taylor Swift and just <laughs> sell out. You know, start you know, or backdoor her way in. You know, and do it the the Shania Twain Taylor Swift way. Um, but she doesn't. She doesn't even want to be there. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Oh, there you go. There, there's the big breakdown. All right, next, Lionel Richie, the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, oh, Lionel oh, Richie. Man, you know, for, from a pop standpoint, sure, because he was again, he's one who was just all over the '80s, tons of hits, right? That, that album was a monster uh, with, with with all night long on it. Whew. Yeah, that was everywhere. All night long, dancing on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Hello, right, which is <laughs> memed to death. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I'll give it to him. He gets in, even though it's rock and roll. Even though I don't, what do you quite classify him? Pop? Uh, That's light pop too. That's like light pop. Very. <laughs> I mean, that's like you know Lionel Richie, and coming up after Lionel Richie, we have some Richard Marks for you. Um, <laughs> I don't see Richard Martin, unless he's on the list. Uh, not this year. Not this, yeah, hell, he might already be in. Um, yeah. Okay, did he, did, he, did, he, did he play in a band? Was he in a group earlier than that, too? Commodores. Right. He's a brick. Yeah. How? Yeah, he wasn't in by that point. But, yeah, I'll, let him, let, I'll get him in on that. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, all-time uh, American hitmaker, uh, writer, singer, right. so, producer, did yeah, it all. He's got more cred than some of the other people on that list, so <laughs> I'm okay. I, I give Lionel Richie stamp of approval for the quote-unquote rock and roll <laughs> Hall of Fame. Uh, this person, I'm not. I, I know her, and I know her the the song that she can play, the play the hit. But I'm not familiar with her work in general. You might have to give me help on this if you know uh, more of her work. Carly Simon. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. When we talk about we talk about light, <laughs> but first of all, it's the Wayback Machine. So we're going back to the '70s. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, that's like the one hit. You know, I'm sure. My mom will give me crap like she did last year with <laughs> Regina Spector. Um, like we're supposed to know the greatness of Yeah, Regina like I'm Spector. supposed to give a shit. Uh, <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Carly, is this a diversity hire? Uh, yeah, there's not too many other ladies on here, so I, I think you might be onto something there. All right. Uh, I'm not, yeah. I, You're so vain, a, baby. Yeah, she, she plays her hit. Right. Uh, yeah, you you hear her name with you know all the uh, other seventies uh, yeah. song songstresses and and yeah, hit writers and, and, and good car- makers. Are the carpenters and... in? I <laughs> right. Mean... She's, 
in that group, uh, Carol King and all that. We're losing so, our audience right now. <laughs> lo- losing? Are you kidding? But, well, uh, they, <laughs> if you're still like, who are they talking about? <laughs> uh, you have to be of a certain age to even know who these people are. Speaking of which, oh. Harry Belafonte. The great rock and roller, <laughs> Harry Belafonte. Play song, Harry. They like, come on, we wanna go. Yeah, well, I think you just got my answer. It was about thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> laughter. <laughs> uh, good for you, Harry. We, we we're, we're we're not sh- trying to shit on you, but good for you. Okay, here's a name I have no idea who it is, and I don't know if you do either. Elizabeth Cotton. No clue. Okay, that, that might be one of those music music contributor deals. Yeah, maybe she's a producer or something. If you want to go on the website and, and read more don't about care. these people, uh, you can you can do so. Um, these people I'm extremely familiar with. I don't know how much you're going to know who they are, but Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Okay. Are they getting in together or separately? They are one of the greatest, uh, producing duos in, in R and B history. They, they did it together. They, they started out as part of the time, the, uh, the band with Morris Day. I, um, I know who they are. Oh, okay. Only because of you. (laughs) I talk enough about Minnesota funk. You should you should know Jimmy Jam yep. and Terry Lewis. Just, day, uh, time. Well, that's all that all ties to Prince. So, mm-hmm. yep, got it. Uh, but but they broke off from that and like on their own were like the the some of the best producers. Like Janet Jackson's whole fucking career, uh, she can basically uh, uh, right. owe to them. Uh, I'm guessing Janet's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she is. I mean, she should be. If Carly okay. Simon's in. <laughs> All right, I'm definitely unfamiliar with the work of Judas Priest. I don't know if you have any opinion on that. At least they're uh, rockers. Yeah, they are. They were hard rockers. I mean, they were like heavy metal, but okay. like by today's standards, they'd just be rock. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> they get in on just they, no, they get in on name recognition. I wasn't a fan, but I was aware of them. They were there. I mean, if you ever if you were watching, you know. Friday night videos or, you know, when whatever it was that would be when videos would be on, like on channel 66, remember when it was just all videos there for a while? Yeah. Um, yeah. Every once in a while you'd see this, like a Judas Priest one come up and they were definitely around, but they, they have as much cred as anybody else um, who we questioned. So I'll, I'll, yeah, sure. Why not? They're in. I, I missed their videos back then because I was watching Eurythmics <laughs> oh. and Pat Benatar yeah. and Lionel Richie. So brings brings us all back to, to all those people. Um, Same time frame, right. though. I, I have no recollection. I, well, I definitely wasn't into that type of music back in the uh, early 80s. So Got it. Yeah, me neither. That's why it's like I was aware of them, but I don't really know them. That makes right. sense. Yeah, that, that's how I am. I, I'm aware of I'm aware of the name. I just I couldn't possibly name a song by them. Um, no. I have no idea who who Alan Grubman is. Do you have any idea Alan who that is? Grubman? Yeah. No. Okay. 
I have a, a very slight idea about uh, Jimmy, uh, Eo, I think it's Eovine is how his name is pronounced. He's uh, uh, one of the top executive music executives oh. uh, of all time. He's okay. responsible for many uh, great acts, uh, just a good a uh, top talent scout and uh, uh, might even be responsible for, for Eminem. That, that might be his fault. Um, but uh, I, I'm just trying to think of the names of, that I can put together. So with he's Jimmy, like a, uh, like Eobine. a, he's just like a talent guy. He's, yeah. Like a top executive music executive type guy. Yeah. Um, and finally, I should be familiar with her work, but I, unfortunately I'm not Sylvia Robinson. I don't um, know her um, songs, but who? Yeah, she's uh, old uh, R&B, sing, like real old, um, and and I think she went on from there to be a, a music executive as, uh, as well. Got it. So. Well, they weren't joking about the diversity. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, there's there's very small the descriptions of these people if I go down the page. So I'm I'm not going to read them all, but I do want to read the ones that we had no idea who they were. So just to give us a very small bit of education about these uh, artists. All right. Alan Grubman, a founder of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, there you go. That explains it. Oh, gee. Way to pat yourself on the back. <laughs> Changed the music business. He has represented rock and roll's biggest stars, including Bruce Springsteen, U2 Sting, John Millica, Madonna, Donna Richie, Elton John, Lady Gaga, and many more. Represented? So is he, he's an agent? He's an agent. Oh, okay. Um, he's a founder of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so of course he's going to get in. So that makes sense. Jimmy Iovine has donned many hats as he's crafted one of the more unique success stories in the business of rock and roll. That's that's very opaque. Okay, um, so moving on from there, Sylvia the Robinson. Janitor. Uh, <laughs> many hats. That, that that would be one of them uh, if he, if he did that. Sylvia Robinson, label executive, producer, songwriter, rapper, uh, the original hip hop mogul. Sylvia Robinson reigned supreme at the birth of hip-hop's commercial success. She co-founded Sugar Hill Records and propelled an unknown subculture into the mainstream, setting the stage for rap to grow into the most lucrative music business of today. Okay, she, I, I forgot that she also co-founded uh, the, the Sugar Hill gang label and Sugar Hill Records and all that. So she was, she did uh, write songs before that as well. But So that's Sylvia Robinson and then Elizabeth Cotton. Elizabeth Cotton's intimate recordings and performances inspired generations of artists, and her technical prowess and musical inventiveness influenced countless guitar players. Yeah, diversity. That, that's, that's uh, diversity. <laughs> say uh, nothing <laughs> by saying a lot. That's what you got right there. Uh, she played guitar uh, uniquely, is, is basically what they said. Okay. And that gets you in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So that's the equivalent of the uh, linebacker for the New York Giants in 1954 who made two tackles in the uh, yeah, in a, yeah, in, yeah, three tackles in a conference championship game, and now he's <laughs> in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's it. Congratulations, Elizabeth Cotton, and congratulations to all the other uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. A very, very large class diverse. this year. That's diverse. Very, very diverse and very large. Usually there's only about six or seven names. I was like 12, so... Hey, they really stuffed them in there. Yeah, it, it just shows you, well, first of all, how thin they're getting on this now, right? I mean, uh, you know, they got all the big ones, 14. I'm sure, out of the way. names. Yeah. And, and I get it. You got executives and janitors, you know. <laughs> Jacks of all trades. Yeah. They, they've done it all. 
Wore many hats. They're going to start putting in the roadies. <laughs> Groupies? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Starship Annie fucked over 400 rock stars in her lifetime. <laughs> She's One the, the all Chamberlain groupies. of groupies. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <laughs> That would be our hall. That would be our. There uh, are four letters after her name for all the diseases that she has contracted <laughs> over the years. That, that's our rock and roll hall of infamy. That's what we're going to get into uh, uh, when we. Oh do our my next... God! Could you imagine if we did that? <laughs> if we started putting in the worst acts, <laughs> or like the one hit one. We can't even say the one hit wonders because it's like half these acts have one have one one bit. Play your hit. Play your one hit. That'll get you in. Uh, oh, yeah, we, that's always we, fun, though. We, we we like to crap on. We, we crap on all of the Hall of Fames. Yes. We we don't do them uh, I mean, individually like that, but... Uh, that's why... They're, they're, not as, <laughs> no. they're not as fun to do it in, in sports, just to go down all the old players that they put in. It's like, who? What? Well, we... we... We have we do talk a little bit about the like the, the big ones for us the football and the baseball one when they happen you know a little or, bit. or some of those dumb Hall of Fame discussions but we don't really get too deep into the Hall of Fame discussions just because we realize what a joke it is yeah um, no, no no purpose for us we, we right have our like much, you know you've always got that always got that simple like when you ever watch that player play did you ever feel like you were watching a Hall of Famer and most of the time, the answer there, is no. Right. And when I was sitting there listening to "Here Comes the Rain Again," <laughs> I didn't go, "Man, it's some Hall of Fame shit right here." That is the work of an all-time rock and roll <laughs> Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, baby. Come on. All uh, time. I just named the hit because that's. I know there's more. I know Sweet they had some other hit. That was that was. Oh well, hit. yeah. So there you go. There's two. I always go. I always default to "Here Comes the Rain Again." Oh, interesting. Uh, For some I reason, Sweet when Dreams I think of like the Eurythmics, much bigger, I, that's the song uh, I think of. Right. I, I don't know. You know I, mean, I, I love "Here Comes the Rain Again," um, but I, I also love "Sweet Dreams." I think they were both uh, it, very good. Well, they must. Very, very no, that's it. I changed my mind. They have two, so they get in. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're uh, we, we we did fill two hours uh, easily. We did, and a very a very to... diverse two hours. <laughs> very, we we sprayed to all, we really did spray to all fields uh, in that in that episode. Um, no idea when our next show will be. As our probably uh, in two to three weeks. <laughs> probably as our time gets ready to run out here. Yeah, yeah. Because what um, we, what was the draft? When was the draft? About a month ago. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's like usually, that. usually from the draft to the show that we do after the draft. That's usually our longest sort of layover, you know. That was one more really small thing that I actually had for tonight. If we uh, were going to get to it, was about going back to the draft. Just um, I read something by Peter King a couple weeks ago that I just found interesting. I was oh. going to bring it up. Uh, just about that that number one pick, that kid Trayvon Walker. Peter King sure. wrote uh, about the fact that. You know, we talked about how unhyped he was. He kind of came out of nowhere to be drafted number one by the Jaguars. Right. Uh, Peter King did the research, and he wrote this. The Southeastern Conference coaches vote all conference, first and second teams. They vote for four first-team defensive linemen and four second-team offensive linemen. 
Trayvon Walker, the first pick in the 2022 NFL draft, did not make the first or second team on the defensive line among the eight player shows. A (laughs) minus. Pro Football Focus honored its 2021 All-Americans with four defensive linemen on the first, second, and third teams and four honorable mentions. 16 defensive linemen. Walker was not one of the 16. Oh, my God. On the traditional associated... Picking. Sometimes, though, there's a reason why you're picking number one in the draft. That's good. All the time. All the... That's right. On the traditional Associated Press All-America team, with four linemen named on each of the first, second, and third teams, Walker was not one of the 12 defensive linemen selected. I'm just oh, bringing this up just to say, you know, this, this kid, oh. he, better, he better do something. He's going to the Hall man. of Fame right now. <laughs> we just stamped this kid's ticket to Canton. And not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame either, the actual <laughs> You know, I wouldn't put it past the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at this point. <laughs> Uh, no, the WWE Hall of Fame will put him in somehow. Oh, yeah, he if, he a, shows up for, if he shows up for SummerSlam or something, he's in. Yep, yep. And then get Tombstone Pile driven by The Undertaker or something. Hey, you know, and, you know Goldberg and The Rock, didn't they try their hands at football? Uh, yes, that's why they, were, when they had to go into pro wrestling because they weren't good at so, football. So, Trayvon Walker. Oh, is that what that the, is that the... Vince is like, call me, kid, call me. <laughs> At the career path, we're already <laughs> calling it. Going to be out of the NFL in three years and going right. It'll to be the, in the, the WWE, WWE Hall of Fame uh, by uh, about the time we retire. Uh, mark it down, folks. If you if you hear this after show and and put put it on the calendar, put it on your Google calendar, twenty twenty seven, he'll be in the WWE Hall of Fame. All right, we're uh, we're about done. We're we're in the after after show. I don't have any outro music, so we are right. literally out of topics now. That was fun. Yeah, definitely uh, covered a lot of a lot of ground there, and, and I got a little more intimate and personal than I thought I would. But there you go, kings of non sequitur. Indeed. All right, we will talk to you somewhere down the road in a few weeks uh, as we get into the month of June as the uh, the summer rolls on, the summer of making women all hot and bothered and, and not in a good way. Uh, he is Jay. I am Dre. This has been Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of a much less detailed podcast. Uh, unless you had something else. Uh, no, I'm I'm good. I think all we right, covered I, it all. I, I went into the close and I forgot to ask if you had any uh, anything you wanted to get to. But yeah, that'll, I guess that'll do it for us. Uh, we will thank you for listening to all of that, whatever that was, and we will talk to all of you again in a few weeks. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.